Hello, and welcome to the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur podcast. This is the podcast that teaches entrepreneurs how to start, grow, and sustain their businesses while handling all the emotional challenges life throws at them like a boss. Here's your host, Nancy Mensa, business and life coach, international speaker, and the founder of Triumphant Women Nonprofit Organization. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, ladies, and thank you so much for joining me on another episode of The Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. I am your host, Nancy Mensa. My guest today is someone that has truly, truly dedicated her life to help small businesses owners succeed. She has vast, vast experience, and I know that you will learn so much today from her to take back to your businesses and even apply the strategies that she's going to share with us today on the show. So please grab your iPad, your your pen, your paper, whatever you want to write with, because I know you're going to love everything she has to share with you today. So please grab all these and help me welcome Ms. Shirley Staten to the show. Ms. Shirley, welcome. Thank you, Nancy. You're welcome for giving me the opportunity to speak to your guests. Yes, absolutely. We're so excited to have you. And Ms. Shirley, let me go ahead and brag about you a little bit before we go into the show. <laughs> uh, okay. So, uh, Shirley Staten has over 30 years of sales and customer service experience. Throughout her career, she has taken pride in recruiting and coaching individuals to achieve their personal and professional goals. As a customer service and sales professional, she has, she's committed to coaching small business owners and sales professionals to execute strategies that include customer service techniques to improve overall service levels, efficiencies, and ultimately sales. And these are all areas that we all deal with sales and just how to be efficient in your business and having that customer service perspective. And I love the title of your of the topic you want to talk about today. It's called keeping your business in the game. So Michelle, once again, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> Well, let's go ahead and get started. Keeping your business in the game. Tell us, tell us about yourself. Tell us, you know, what what do you, what do you mean by keeping your business in the game? Well, uh, as women and just uh, small business owners, you may know some of the statistics that uh, people in biz going into business for themselves uh, is on the rise, and yes. women in particular at a faster rate than uh, men. Mm-hmm. And one of the challenges that I have encountered is that the people have a passion for something and they decide I can turn this into a business, mm-hmm. but um, they don't always get the uh, right start or they don't uh, understand all the things that it takes to actually start a business and to, yeah make it sustainable, and stay in business. Yes. So I want to be able to help them understand, even if they're already in business, to mm-hmm. be able to go back and look and make sure they have all the right things in place so that they can stay in business for as long as they want and uh, to be able to not only just have a business but to have a successful business yes. and have a business that gives them some freedoms to enjoy life along the way um, and not let the business consume them to the point where it's not uh, enjoyable. Wow, that's good. That's good. And yeah. and a lot of women 
especially, and I know you have some really great statistics that you want to share with us because you're right. A lot of people, just because they have an idea, they quickly jump into, you know, starting a business without really counting costs and without taking time to truly plan this thing out. And because being an entrepreneur, we and I always say this, is a very hard journey. And if you don't plan properly and you don't plan right and you don't have the right tools that it would take to accomplish your vision or your dream and to get that business goal that you're looking for, then you will burn out and you will lose hope and you feel like you, you failed when, in fact, all you needed was just the right tools to start. So I'm so glad that you're going to share with us some of these tools that, 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 this, like, that these ladies need in order to grow and sustain a business to be successful where they can have the freedom that we are all looking for um, as entrepreneurs. So, Ms. Shirley, please go ahead. Just hit me with some statistics or everything that you have planned for us. Okay. Well, initially I was going to get some statistics, but I decided people can look up numbers. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the numbers are what they are. Uh, mm-hmm. at, and we want people to focus on the things that they can control yes. and to not be on the negative side of statistics. So I wrote down a few topics that I would like to share. Yes. And uh, they're not in any particular order, but I think they are all important for any business owners and uh, hopefully your listeners uh, will be able to utilize some of the points that I, I want to share with you guys this evening. Awesome, awesome, definitely. Go ahead. So the first thing is a lot of times we think of things that we want to do if we were still getting a W-2 or working in corporate America. Mm-hmm. And we often have dreams of I didn't have to work or if I wasn't working here, this is what I would do. Or that um, if money wasn't an object, this is what I would do. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of times they are good ideas, and uh, and we have to continue to think of that. But uh, we, what I'm recommending on this topic is, don't wait until something forces you to make that decision. Mm. If you have an idea for business and it's something that you can do while you're still working. Mm-hmm. that's the best time to start putting your business plan into place and uh, having a chance to understand all the things that you need to align and then build your business. And with that, making sure you have a solid strategic plan mm-hmm. that will allow you to project when you could actually leave your job. And you may decide to stay for a while because you want to continue to build a cushion or you may even have a business that's running efficiently and you don't have to quit your job, but the business is is, uh, performing at a level that you can continue to work your job and you can still have your business on the side. But Mm -hmm. if something happens or you decide you want to do that business full time, you now are doing it on your terms, and you did it based on your plan, not being forced to uh, make a decision and and leap into um, the business, because sometimes we uh, have missteps when we do that. And so if if the opportunity presents presents itself and you can 
start building it while you're still working your regular job. I highly recommend that. Um, That's really good. And because a lot of people, and I know that we talk about this all the time, a lot of people are having that nine-to-five job and while also trying to pursue their own dream and pursue their own vision and start a business on their own. And there's nothing to be ashamed uh, with that. There's nothing to be ashamed of if you're an, an entrepreneur out there and you still have to get that paycheck from somebody else. Everything takes time and everything is a process and you have nothing to prove to anybody. But as Ms. Shirley said, exactly. you have to have the right plan, the right uh, uh, tools in place, the right strategies in place to know when to leave your job. If you compare yourself out there to people on social media and everything that they tell you that you're doing and you just walk out of your job without a plan, guess what? You're going to you are gonna be in serious trouble because the bills are going to keep coming. <laughs> you know, life uh-huh. will hit you so hard and the bills are going to keep yeah. coming. But you have to have the right plans in place before you even quit your job. But like she said, do not wait until something forces you to make the hard decisions. If you have a good idea, go ahead and implement it. But implement it in the right way. Have your business plan ready. Make sure you've done some research on this. And then understand that it will take time and understand the process before you get to a place where you can one day wake up and say, you know what, I am free and I am ready to work out of my nine-to-five and give 100% time to my own business. But you have to know what you're doing. So that's a really good first point. Yes. And so that kind of leads, your statements lead to the next point, is Mm -hmm. while you're working, uh, two pieces. Pay off all your debt as much as Mm -hmm. you possibly can Mm -hmm. and try to increase your credit score. Mm -hmm. And... It's going to come in handy down the road. Uh, a lot of times people think, oh, I can just use credit cards. I have this credit line on my credit cards. I'll just use that. I don't encourage that at all, mm-hmm. but I do encourage you to pay off your bills because at some point, depending on the type of business that you need, you may have to go to a bank and ask mm-hmm. for uh, a loan. Yes. And and to your point earlier, don't feel embarrassed by this. This is actually a good thing. But yes. to be able to go to a bank with confidence and know why you're asking for that loan, what that money is going to be used for, and knowing that you have managed your personal business and your professional business in a way that the bank will want to give you the loan. So yes. uh, those are two very important pieces that I encourage you as well. Wow. Pay off your debt and increase credit score. This is so, so, so important because you cannot wing it, you know. And and I've read some um, even other research out there, and even as female borrowers of loans, the odds odds are not on our side, but if you walk in there confidently knowing that you've paid off all your debt and and your, your credit score, is at a good rate, then you have more fighting power than walking in there and hoping that everything goes well. So if, if you're listening, or even as you're listening today, make sure that you're, you're, you're being intentional about your future. Be very intentional about your future. Increase that credit score however you can. 
Don't just spend money on, on a credit card. Trust me, it does not belong to you. You will pay that off with and and t- look, even look look at all your interest rates out there. You know, I remember at some point in my life, I had a credit card with almost a 28% interest rate, and I didn't think I didn't even pay attention to that. But that is a lot of money that is going out of your pocket. So please, ladies, pay off your debt, increase your credit score, have some cushion there, even as you are at your nine to five job, and and keep saving, keep saving until you get to the point where you can walk out um, or you can leave your nine to five. Miss Shirley, what is the what is the other one? I'm so excited about uh, this. <laughs> uh, uh, the next one, uh, again, stand with that same uh, uh, line of conversation is uh, having multiple streams of revenue. Mm-hmm. When the, and that's one of the mistakes I made. I thought once I started my coaching business, I'm going to have uh, clients just lined up to the point where I would have to hire some more people and that I would be able to just um, – make all this money just by coaching clients and it takes time to build up your client base yeah. and there's also as you go along you find that there's other things that may be complementary to what you're doing so one having multiple streams of revenue two understanding the, the your entire circle for uh, what I would consider complementary or strategic partners. So in in my business, uh, one of the things that people need, they need an accountant, they need a bookkeeper, they need someone to help them with social media, they need someone to uh, help with their website, they uh, definitely need a strong IT department. So as I continue to vet um, uh, these potential partners, these are people then, as my clients have a need for these additional services, I can refer them. And many times with those type of partnerships, they want to give you a referral fee. Mm-hmm. So, and that can be structured different ways. It may be as long as that uh, person stays with them, mm-hmm. they continue to pay you a percentage of sales off of uh, their monthly fee, or yeah. they may just give you a flat fee for the referral, but nevertheless, it's another uh, stream of revenue that is, is in line with what you're already doing. And so I don't have to go out and say, okay, I need to be a coach, but in the meantime, I'm going to drive Uber to have another revenue stream. Uber is not a complimentary uh, service that I can offer with my uh, coaching clients, so mm-hmm. um, that's so that's another thing I would recommend as well. That's good. That's good. And the, and once again, these are all serious key points for you as an entrepreneur out there. If you're trying to succeed and trying to grow your business, you need to have multiple streams of revenue and and be smart about it. You know, and I like the, the referral system that you mentioned because that shows that you are a problem solver. So when you solve problems for people, then you get paid for it and make sure you do get paid for it. And there are times when that may not happen, but people will pay you for what you know. You know, everyone wants that someone that will solve problems for them, and that is just a smart way of even having, you know, that other revenue coming in 
and or being an Uber driver, once again, there's no shame in that. And I keep saying that because a lot of us continue to compare ourselves to people on social media, comparing yourself to someone out there that says they've made it, and you don't even know their backstory. Do what you have to do to make your business succeed. Do what you have to do to make your business succeed. If you have to work, you know, there's several jobs or whatever it takes, but one day you will reap the benefit if you do not lose heart, if you don't give up, if you don't faint, but you have to work hard. And I think being an entrepreneur is, is people think it's all glamorous, and it's not. You have to work hard. You have to put in the work and know that it takes time. But once you do all this, you won't reap uh, the benefits of, of, of what, you you know, you've been working for. Miss um, Shirley, can you tell us more, even uh, your other points that you have on this? Uh, well, the other point that I have is uh, it comes down to uh, opportunities. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes we think that, or oh, if I just uh, go out and give my uh, business card to 12 people, at least six of them will um, come to me and they'll end up being my client. That doesn't happen. You have to build uh, some relationships. But uh, you you can go to networking events, and uh, I did find that networking events um, can be very time-consuming, mm-hmm. but it's, at the beginning, it makes sense to go to as many different types of networking events as you possibly can, and then you can start analyzing which ones have the type of uh, attendance of the type of people that I need to connect with. Mm-hmm. And then you can start uh, being a little bit more selective about which networking events you are attending and then having a purpose when you attend those events. And that purpose should be who can I connect with to do X, Y, Z, or I need to meet X number of people because I just need to uh, make those connections, and I know that the people in attendance will be the type of people that I can connect with. And even if they can't help me today, being able to uh, have time to talk to them one-on-one, let them know more about what I do, what I'm looking for, they may have other connections that they can then link you to. So um, the the networking, uh, a lot of times you'll hear the term uh, people like to do business with people who they like or Mm -hmm. know and like. That is true, but uh, but being able to connect with people to get to know them, that takes time. So, um, So you may not connect with them right away. Or they may not have a connection for you right away, but if you continue to go to the event type of events with the type of people that you need to connect with, you will start building uh, that those relationships, and then you will start getting uh, more referrals from the people um, that can help you get to the type of customers you want to connect with. Mm, that's good, and I and I know a lot of people talk about networking, and I have met quite a few people, and I was in that same boat as well, 
before, but um, and Ms. Shirley, perhaps you can share some insight on this. What what would, what would you say to the people that um, are just not really good at networking? You know, they do go to networking events and they just become just you know attached to the wall. I, I forgot what what the term for them <laughs> wallflowers or something. <laughs> well, yeah. How how do you help those um, those people that just just to be able to get out of their shell and 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 and, and start doing some good networking. And and I do know uh, even some of the good networkers don't necessarily enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, and if you're just getting started, uh, go with a go with an agenda, mm-hmm. uh, and say I'm going to meet at least I would say two to five people. Mm-hmm. Five is a good number, but um, uh, at least five people, and then force yourself. To just say hello, work on your uh, introduction. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people talk about the, uh, the elevator pitch and the uh, 30 and 60 second elevator pitch. Mm-hmm. Those obviously are very good, but I also like for people to be a little bit more authentic. Yeah. So if you can maybe go early, get a good spot. Observe people as as they start coming to the event, then target the people that you want to go and talk to, and then force yourself to get out of your comfort zone and just take it in baby steps. You don't have to meet all 50 people that's at the event, just <laughs> yeah. two to five, and then then go back and and assess. How does that go? Was it comfortable, uncomfortable for you? How did people receive you? Uh, one of the things I think is an advantage today is so many people are networking. It's not uncommon for people to just walk up to someone and just introduce themselves. Yeah, and, that's true. And so it's not as awkward as it used to be. <laughs> But if you're shy or uncomfortable with it, you still have to kind of push yourself to get a little bit out of your comfort zone. That's true. And you never know. I mean, you might you might be shy, and the other person that you're trying to talk to is also shy, but just by going up to them and saying hello and introducing yourself can definitely be um, an open door to a great relationship. But I know it's not easy for a lot of people. So even as ladies, as you're listening, you don't have to talk to everybody. Go early, have a plan, plan to talk to two to two, uh, two or five people, and work on your introduction. And I think that's where it gets a lot of people working. What do I even say? Should I, do I talk about myself a lot? Do I allow them to talk about themselves? What do I say? <laughs> but work on your introduction, and most importantly, please be authentic. People can can spot you if you're uncomfortable, if you're not being real, if you're being fake or whatever the case is, be yourself, be yourself, be authentic. And I'm, I'm also learning this as well. Uh, Michelle, can you tell us about your business that, and right now and how you help other small businesses? Okay. Uh, thank you for that opportunity. Again, I uh, work with the small and medium size are my target. Mm-hmm. And they can have anywhere, it can be a sole proprietor where they don't have any employees yet to up to 50, 100 uh, employees. 
Mm-hmm. And um, I, uh, Abacoach, which is the company that I represent, it is a franchise. Mm-hmm. And so there's tools and uh, uh, things that's in place that I can use to help uh, the uh, different businesses that I encounter. Mm-hmm. Typically, the process in- involves me having in a conversation with the uh, prospect mm-hmm. and just kind of hearing uh, about their business and understanding if they have a challenge or an opportunity. And uh, a lot of times people think coaches are there to fix a problem or <laughs> that that's the only time that someone should engage is when they're having a problem. But in reality, a coach should be involved at the very beginning, whether you're having problems or not, because if you're in a position where you're growing, you need someone that's going to help make sure that your strategy is solid and that you're executing in the right area so that you can manage that growth. So um, although uh, a lot of times people want to start with a problem, and I do have the tools, I still like to keep it customized to mm-hmm. that particular customer. So during the process of the initial conversation, I'm asking probing questions, and based on some of their responses, obviously trigger other questions. So that gives me a framework to begin with, and then I can start uh, drilling down a little bit more in some of the uh, more challenging areas for mm-hmm. uh, clients. And then uh, from there, uh, we start working on what uh, the strategic plan. At the same time, also understanding uh, what their long-term goals are on a personal level. So as we're building the strategic plan, we're also building in their personal goals. And um, so I can give you an example of that. So you uh, may have someone who today they're spending uh, anywhere from 10 to 15 hours a day in the business. Mm -hmm. And you you probably have heard the term working in the business instead of on the business. Yes. Mm -hmm. So so in a situation like that, uh, we will look at what are you spending your time on. So you may – have someone who's spending anywhere from uh, three to five hours a week working on uh, payroll. The payroll isn't their strength, but they're doing it because they don't feel like they uh, can pay someone to do it. But you're spending three to five hours estimating your salary uh, if you were actually being paid your worth you're probably, uh, your salary is probably $60 an hour. Mm-hmm. And wow. so uh, that uh, $300, assuming it's five hours, you may be able to hire or uh, outsource the payroll function that uh, that can handle not only just the input, but also your taxes and the uh Every the W twos and everything else that goes along with the payroll mm-hmm. uh, system, and now you have just freed up in a month's time uh, twenty hours. Wow. Those twenty hours can be 
uh, either spent with your family or you can uh, reallocate those 20 hours to going out and, and finding other uh, ways to grow your business. So each situation is different. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I have other examples uh, of things that I can observe and I can recommend. It just depends on that business. Um, a, another example, especially when I talk about the customer service mm-hmm. piece of it, mm-hmm. there was this small uh, restaurant that I could kind of, when I would go to the restaurant, I could tell that they were struggling. Finally, convinced the manager or the owner to have to to speak to me. And while I was there, they had one uh, couple that was there. Listen to the conversation. The customer, this or this couple, would come to this restaurant every week, either Tuesday or Wednesday. Every week. Mm-hmm. Never missed. The owner checking them out, he didn't even know their name. Wow. And it's like, how can you have these people coming in every week and not know their name? Wow. And if you look around, you don't have enough people. <laughs> yeah. So, so what is your plan for growing your business? And he was in this small little town, and his plan was that people would walk by and want to come in. And it's mm. like, this is not an area where you're going to get a lot of foot traffic. You want people to purposely drive to your business because your food is that great, your service is great, and everything that uh, they want when they go to a restaurant, they have a great experience. And But he didn't understand the need to have a coach and so he he didn't want to move forward his wife wanted to move forward but he didn't and now uh i can't say it's because he didn't work with me but they're no longer in business and and so uh so i i continue to try to bring value no matter who the client is no matter what type of business it is, the uh, tools that I use, they, it crosses multiple industries. So mm-hmm. people ask me if I specialize in a particular industry. Uh, the answer is no. In time, I may find a niche that I uh, want to focus on. But for now, mm-hmm. it's all about helping the small and medium-sized businesses uh, make sure that they are operationally sound, and that they have a plan and they're able to execute and they can succeed and we can keep their business in the game. Wow, that is incredible. And those are two great stories. And, you know, even with the second story, and it's very unfortunate that this company is no longer in business, but people truly sometimes don't see the the high importance of having that great, um, outstanding, out-of-this-world customer service piece because if someone has been coming to you for many years and you don't even know their name, it shows to them that they're just a number and and that you do not care. And it, it, it doesn't have to be just a restaurant, but uh, even in your business, ladies, as you're listening, in your own businesses, you have to be intentional about building relationships. And we talked about it in the other podcast, but you have to be intentional about building relationships because 
people are who you depend on for your business to succeed and for your business to grow. And so the customer service piece, and, and, and that is a, an area that I believe is really suffering in our, in, even in our world. You know, a lot of people don't truly care much about customer service, only a select few of businesses do, but you have to know how to care about people and you have to bring value. You have to know, and like Michelle talked about, bringing value to the table. You know, why should someone buy from you? Why should someone use your services instead of somebody else's business? Why should they come to you? And so those are all really key um, points even for you to be able to keep your business in the game because if not, guess what? What you're doing in your business, someone else is doing. So what sets you apart? What sets you apart from your competition? If you want to keep your business in the game, you have to know these strategies. You have to apply them. You have to continue growing and you have to continue implementing the things that you've learned in order to keep your business in the game. It is a crazy world out there. We all know that. <laughs> As entrepreneurs, we yeah. know that it's not easy and it is almost like, you know, you know, either, either eat or be in out there, but you can set yourself apart. Your business can be, you know, the difference be- between a business succeeding and one that does not succeed. So please, these are really, really great points um, to even keep your business in the game. And Ms. Shirley, even before I forget, please tell us, you know, how can we get to, how can people come to you? Because, I mean, you have so much experience and everything that you shared here today, a lot of people will want to pay a coach to even help them with this because if you have the right coach in your life, you, you, you will save a lot of time, a lot of time that you don't have to go through mistakes that someone who does not have a coach goes through. You will save yourself a lot of money and a lot of headaches. So please tell us what is the website, how can people get in touch with you uh, to uh, to get your services. Okay. Uh, the website is com slash S-A-S-T-A-T-E-N. And agriculture spell, and I'm going to use the system, uh, <laughs> A as in Apple, D as in David, D as in Victor, I as in Indian, the word coach, all one word, dot com slash S-A-S-T-A-T-E-N. And my email address is S-A-S-T-A-T. E-N at com, and my phone number is 480-650-2274. Thank you so much. Ladies, please make sure you write that down to get in touch with uh, Shirley Satan because I know for a fact that she can definitely help you as you are coming up, whether you're a small business, medium-sized business, whether you're established or you just have an idea that you want to implement, you definitely need someone on your corner. Uh, and so please make sure you get to the website, the email, give her a call to set up an appointment um, to be able to help your business. Now, Ms. Shirley, um, I want to ask you, you know, what what makes just working with different businesses and working with different entrepreneurs out there, what would be the one myth that people have believed about entrepreneurship that, you know, just working with you, you've come to find out that, nope, this is a myth, it's not true? 
Wow, that's a <laughs> that's a good question. <laughs> and is uh the one thing that I have found is I meet these young entrepreneurs and and some a little not so young, but they seem to have it all together. Mm. And then you start asking a few questions. And you find out that they, too, have areas that they are not as strong in as they may appear. Mm. So no matter how together things may seem, we all have areas that we are not the strongest in. And those are probably the areas where we need someone to come in and help us figure out what we need to do to compensate for that deficiency. Mm. So we don't want people to feel that they have to fix everything or take everything on themselves, but what is the right solution or the right way to address that piece? And recognizing that, I think, is huge because a lot of times we think we're uh, showing that we're vulnerable if we say that we're not knowledgeable in an area or that we now show that we're not as together uh, mm-hmm. in every area as we thought. But it's okay. That's uh, having the opportunity to say it and then do something about it. That is the, that's the most important piece. Absolutely. And that's good. Basically, be honest with yourself. If you're honest yeah. with yourself, you can get the right help because if you if you don't show a little bit of vulnerability and you don't show weaknesses, then how can someone help you if they don't know that you need help? You know, and so be honest with yourself. Be honest with your what you know, what you do not know, and ask the right people for help. Ask the right questions. Go to the right mentors, the right coaches to help you. And now what one advice, if you could just if you could just give one advice to a group of women uh that are either in business or trying to start, what one advice would you give them to keep their businesses in the game? Uh I think it kinda goes back to uh the beginning. Mhm. Making sure you have a plan. Yes. And um and kind of what you just said, to ask questions of people that may have more knowledge than you, mm-hmm. but yeah. to uh, to just be very uh, focused and, uh, and deliberate on making sure that you have as many pieces in place as you possibly can. And, um, and don't rush. If, if it means uh, that you need to w- wait, say, a little longer to launch a product or mm-hmm. your business because there's one critical piece that's not uh, in place yet, it's better to wait and know why you're waiting than to launch and have a misstep. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so that's what I would advise at this point. That is good. That is so good. That's almost a topic, an episode all in itself is the whole aspect of rushing. 
<laughs> and yeah. a lot of people, we tend to want to rush everything. We want to prove to the world that we can do something, that we know something, that we we also have an idea. We will prove this and prove that. But if you don't, if you rush, you can easily fail, you know. But if you just take time and plan and move accordingly, move strategically, then you know that you're going to succeed. And even when you fall down, you can still get back up. And, you know, like you said, have a plan. You know, have a plan, be deliberate, and be focused. There's so many distractions out there, so much distractions out there that can take your mind off of the main point, take your mind off of your vision, your dream, your goals, your business. And, to, you know, and, and today you're doing it, tomorrow you're doing that, you're going here and there. Just be focused. Be focused. Don't rush into anything. Ask the right questions. You definitely need a coach. Trust me. I work with a lot of people that feel that they don't need a coach, just as you experienced, um, Shirley, with the, with, with, you know, with the one customer that you talked about, but you don't understand how important it is to have the right coach on your side that cares about you and has the, the tools that you need to succeed in your business. So please, please get a coach and, and, and I can even give you, um, Ms. Shirley's website again. It is advicoach, A-B-V-I-coach.com slash S-A-S-T-A-T-E-N. Please reach out. She has good stuff to share. <laughs> and, and I'll just close with this. Uh, uh, something you just said that's very mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. is it doesn't have to be me, but get a coach. Yeah, yeah. And it's okay to interview potential coaches because yeah. you want to make sure that it's the right fit for you. Absolutely, so, for sure. Absolutely, that is that is so good. Well, that is our episode for today, uh, Miss Shirley. I want to thank you so much. You've given us such great points here. Um, on the show and I ladies I hope you're taking notes if not you have to replay this episode and take some notes and these are things that you can easily apply to your business you know paying off your debt increasing your credit score networking and, and building that uh, customer service bringing value to the table you know don't wait until something hits you in life if you have an idea implement it have a plan have a code knowing to leave your job these are all things that you know, I know that we all need in our in our business. So, Ms. Shirley, thank you so much for the wonderful nuggets that you've given us today. And I also want to thank the audience for even listening in, being with us today. We do have new episodes every Tuesday, so don't forget to tune in. Don't forget to leave a review. Don't forget to share, subscribe, and we will talk to you again next week, Tuesday. Ms. Shirley, thank you so much for being a guest on the show. Thank you, Nancy. No problem. Well, thank you so much, ladies. That is our episode for today, and I wish you all a good night or a good day, and we'll talk to you on Tuesday. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please leave a raving review, subscribe, share, and send me your questions. Want to be a guest on the show? Contact us at www.triumphantwoman.org. Join your host, Nancy Mensa, and a surprise guest every week for another episode from the Diary of a Female Entrepreneur. 